Hi everyone, I'm Whitney, your host, Christian Confidence Coach, and God's Vessel, and you are now tuned in to Esther 414 Podcast. You were born for such a time as this. This is where the Christianity and culture come to collide. Are you ready? Come in with an open heart and an open mind. Remember to share with at least one person, tag me on Instagram at allthings.wow. You never know a sister that may be in need. And if you feel upset, remember that's your conviction. Take it up with God, not me. I'm just his vessel. We are all imperfect people in need of a perfect savior. Remember to always test the spirit with the spirit. This is a place where my revolutionary women of Christ come together. Let the devil know no weapons formed against us shall prosper. And here we rise up as Esthers of this generation because we were found for such a time as this. We know our worth is in our creator and we just need to lean in to what he says about us. It's time to put hell on notice. We are back. God, just let me be your vessel today and come and use me as your vessel to get this message across. Allow someone to be touched. You know, this is your platform and not mine. And I simply surrender all to you. Season one, episode seven. This is the conclusion of our first season of the Esther 414 podcast. And we're concluding on a topic that you should take with you into the end of this year. The topic of worth. You are worthy. You are so loved by God. You were created in his image and likeliness. These are typically things that we hear over and over again. And sometimes we tell ourselves these things as well, but many times we don't believe them and we don't believe we are worthy. This is because, you know, sometimes the bad is outweighing the good, especially in our mind. And our mind is set on things of the world, not on things of God. A scripture I encourage you to meditate on and to hold tight to is Romans 12 two. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Worth. So I'm not going to define worth for you. You can look it up. But I think we all need to talk about worth, where our worth comes from, who decides our worth, what we put our worth and our value into, and how that shapes who we are as a person and how we can change that moving forward. So I'm going to just give you some examples from my life per usual, and we're just going to talk about it. Feel free to tag me on Instagram with your comments about worth, some experiences that you've had, and just like questions. I would love to answer those for you all. So I think like typical things that I, per se, can and have tied my worth into in the past are relationships, our school, their achievement. They're all these different things. And it's all things that where worth is not defined there is defined by God. Like if we look at our bank accounts and all those different things, worth isn't defined there. But it's taken me a week to film this podcast simply because this is a hard topic for me. And especially talking about worth and relationships. So I'm going to start there, get the hard part over, and then move into where worth and other topics of our lives. So worth and relationships. So in my early 20s, I started dating this man or this guy. And um, we had a long on and off um, type of thing. And it's come to an end. And I think like a lot of my worth was wrapped into that because like in that relationship, I grew as a person, I was growing. 
and just like to know that it's over and like yes I don't know God's plans and like if it's gonna ever like be okay again but it's just like your worth gets tied up into that and when things like that end especially relationships we start to think like am I worthy am I good enough like why does this have to end why is this happening to me we start asking all these questions that lead us into a downward and negative spiral into our minds and it's a spiral that those are the things that we don't have answers to we don't have answer to why this ended like why it's not working out why it's not going into the direction that you want it to go to like I remember it was like a one or two weeks ago when I sat on my couch and I cried and I was like I'm literally like I literally have everything that I've been working hard towards for us but you're not here like you aren't here to be like my partner my person like at one point this person's name on my phone was literally my person so to go from that to not being there it was hard it was really hard it's like it's like okay well like who am I now like my worth was so like if your worth or my worth for example if it was so tied up into that it's like what does this mean God what are you trying to teach me and from coming up to a place of curiosity what God taught me is that like right now in this season like you're not comparable like one your worth isn't me and two you guys are going in two completely different directions and you don't want to settle for an average life you want a partner who is going to be pushing the barriers and pushing the limits and pushing for the next level and breaking ceilings and breaking glass ceilings and breaking through income levels with you so right now you kind of have to figure out how to do that alone but your worth is not in that relationship. It was a great time. You learned a lot, learned a lot about yourself. And it was what you needed while you were a child, while you were still young. But you're headed into a different season. You're headed into your later 20s, your middle 20s, like the almost you're headed, you're closer to 30 right now than you are to 19. And when I started reflecting and looking at it that way, it's like, okay, like, I think of Jeremiah 29 11 when I'm talking about this is when God says for I know I have the plans I have for you but maybe you don't tie your worth in relationships maybe you tie your worth into achievement and I think like this morning is a perfect example for me of where we tie our worth and how it can be an achievement when you look at sports so when you look at sports typically um you'll have two different types of coaches You'll have the coach who is has nice like go 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 good good motivation friendly motivation, and then you have the coach who tries to push you by pushing your buttons, telling you oh you're not faster than them oh you can't do this oh you can't do that and then if you have the right type of mindset you'll tell them I proved them wrong, and in sports our inner critics a lot of times get shaped by ourselves but also by our coaches, so then. Today, for example, my own inner critic was shaped more so by that. I'll prove to you. I'll show you. I know that I can do this. So today, as I was in the gym, it wasn't my intention to work out for performance. It wasn't my intention to do that. But my inner critic, the worth attached to that, was telling me that I was unworthy of the workout that I had just did because I didn't push hard when the goal of the workout wasn't even to push hard. So it just shows like what happens when we start putting our worth in the world and when our inner critic isn't tuned to the word of God. Like when lately I've been living life, trying to live life in this place of sustainability, 
where it's like just letting God order my steps and letting go and let God like, for example, um, in my business last month, I um, and for those of you who don't know, I um, have a network marketing business and I'm also a coach. But in my network marketing business, I um, last month I had a really great month and it wasn't great because of all of the different things I blast through and all of that. But it was great because it felt good because I no longer put my worth in like the achievement in the money in all these different things. I put my worth in the work that God has me to do on this earth, which is your purpose. Like when you put your worth and your purpose together, you tie those two together, things become unstoppable, but they become peaceful. It's just a sense of peace that you have over your life because you know that no matter what you do, like God is going to work it all out. Sure, faith without works is dead, but if you're working and you're willing to work, the results come. There's this book that I read and I love and I'm trying to shape my life around it. It's called The Compound Effect. And it gives this example, and I'm going to get the example wrong, but I'll just give you a brief overview of basically how a penny compounds. So a lot of times people, there were two options. You can take a million dollars now or you can take a penny over time. And a lot, most people will choose the million dollars. But once you have it, you start spending it and it starts depreciating. But the penny over time never stops growing. And if we look at our lives that God has given us like that, like we're like the pennies over time. Like when our timer runs out and we leave this earth, it's like, what did you accomplish in the little, little steps? Because I mean, sure, we have those big moments, but in the day to day things, what did you accomplish? Who did you help? Like, how were you God's hands and feet on this earth? And when you start measuring your life in those type of ways, Versus on the numbers in your bank account, what grades are getting in school, the relationship that you have with this person, the friendships that you have, the business. When you start putting your worth into God's work, your life becomes a completely different place. It's a place of peace. I've never felt a peace so close to me than I have in these past few months. Has my life been perfect? No. But has it been purposeful? Heck yes. It has been so filled with me working in my calling and do what doing what God has called me to do, just learning what he wants me to do, learning how, you know, what my worth is in him, like relearning that because when you look at Proverbs 31 and that like it literally says um I just blanked out. How did I blank out? But Basically, like her worth is far more precious than rubies and jewels and diamonds. Like there's no monetary amount that can you can put on your worth. There's no monetary amount that can put on what God has called you to do. Because when you do what God has called you to do, it makes you happy. And when you're doing what God has called you to do, he provides every step of the way. So then it makes you think like, why was I worried in the value of the worth that the world has? Because when you're constantly chasing things like chasing the relationship, chasing the money in the bank account, chasing um, chasing the glitz and the glam and the different things like that, it's like you're not living purposefully. You're trying to keep up with all these things in the world, with Satan's tactics and all these different things. But instead, if you were to sit back and like I always talk about, listen to those little inklings on your heart to say, what would really make me happy? 
what really makes me feel worthy. And when we look at the things that really make us happy and what really makes us feel worthy, it points us back to God. Like, how many of you can say when you look at the sunrise, that doesn't make you feel good? If you say that, you're lying. Because like, that's something that God did. So if the sunrise makes you feel good, imagine if you listen to what God is calling you to do and you took the direction into that step. Imagine if you listen to the career choice that God wanted you to take, even though it wasn't the conventional career choice and everybody's going to freak out and you may freak out a little bit too, but think about the peace you'll have knowing that God is sustaining this choice and that you don't have to, you don't have to push hard because God provides. You just have to work and do the work and do purposeful work and do what God is calling you to do in this kingdom because our worth is never determined by anybody but God because he created us in his image and likeliness. You are so worthy. You are loved so much by God. When I think of the term worthy, when I think of worth, what I think about is the song, you thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you healed me up inside. You thought I was to die for. And just those three lines, like God thought we were worth saving. So he comes and he changes our life. Like if that doesn't give you, I literally have goosebumps talking about that. Like if that doesn't give you goosebumps, what will? And then if you look at the next line, you know, you thought I was to die for, or that's the last line, but Um, you know, you thought it was worth keeping. So you healed me up inside. I mean, how many times have you had a situation? You're like, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. Like, I don't want to be alive, but you're alive because you have a purpose and you have a worth in God. And God thinks that you're worth keeping. And if God thinks that you're worth keeping, that's all that matters. Because guess what? When God's in it, you will win it. Like the right people will come along. The relationship will come along. The money in the bank account that you need for your dreams and your desires and what God has called you to do will come along. And all the things just come along and you literally have to ask for nothing when God is in our corner. Like when we literally put our worth in God versus in everything else, nothing even matters at all. Like that Lauren Hill song says, nothing matters. Nothing matters. The failed this doesn't matter. The car being broken down doesn't matter. Anything doesn't matter because where God guides, he provides. So the season that you are in and as we're going into this new year and as we're writing the visions over our life and we're trying to figure it out, God, make sure you're praying to God for that. But make sure you do like Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain. Like write out that vision of what you want for your life, what you want God to do in your life, how you're going to do it, how God's going to guide you there. And don't attach the worldly worth to that vision, but attach the worth of what God is putting on your heart. Now, if you believe that God is calling you to life of luxury, then that is fine. But, you know, and I'm, this is completely random, but I think like, I just feel like God, the Holy Spirit, tugging on my heart, talk about this and be his vessel. But I think when it comes to being called to life of luxury, because all the time I hear like, um, you know, don't look at the material things, all of those different things, this, that, and the other, which is true because um, that's not like what it's about. But I think like if you are called to a life of luxury, 
you'll want to help people more than you want the things. Like for me, um, and I guess it's my podcast, so I can talk about this. I know that I'm called to a life of luxury um, just because I know I've prayed about it, all these different things. And like I have inklings on my heart about it. Like the things I want to do in this world require money and status and things like that. And it's not about like being like I don't want to be famous. It's never my goal is to be famous. But I want to be influential, but not in a way everybody knows me. But I always ask God whenever I get money, whenever I have something is God bless me to be a blessing. Like I literally right here on the desk, I have this book called The Blessed Life. And then there's another book about like um, knowing God's plan for your money called The Money Challenge, which literally changed my life, my junior year of college. But it just talks about God's principles for your money because no, I'm definitely not a prosperity preacher, but I think so many times like nowadays, um, people try to talk Christians away from a life of like nicer things, but God doesn't call you to live a life that you're not unhappy to. So if you know in your heart and you've talked to God and you know that you're supposed to live this big life that has lots of things, then talk about how you can also, what you can do with those things for his kingdom. Because, and I'm just being vulnerable here, but one thing that like, one reason why I want a lot of resources is because I want to put a lot of resources into those, into that nonprofit. I want to help my family and I want to break generational curses. I want to make sure that my kids will be so far away from that slave dynamic that they won't have to think about that. I want to put my niece and nephew through college. I want to do, I want to live a lasting life and leave a lasting legacy for my family, for future generations, and just for people in general. Like, I want the nonprofit to outlive me. I want to be able, when I go to heaven, is for God to say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, Well, you are going to need funds and resources and things to do that. So it's just like, don't let a life of wealth as we're going into the new year deter you from wanting to leave that. Like, you, it's okay to want to be rich. It's okay. You just have to want to be and do what God has called you to be, especially in that season of your life. And you have to learn to not be greedy. You have to learn to not be selfish. You have to learn to not be arrogant, to not be prideful. You have to learn to literally die to yourself every day and pick up your cross and go and follow Jesus. You have to learn to open up your house to people when you don't want to. You have to learn to literally have the heart and the eyes of God and know that like no person is perfect. You are not perfect, but you have to be willing to be closer to God. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to truly live the life that God has called you to and to bear your burdens and to bear your crosses, but to also share your testimony and to talk about it and to be a witness for God. And to let people know that Christians are not bad. Because a lot of times you see out in the world like that, like a bad representation of Christians or this and the other. But you have to let people know it's not like that. So as you're going into this new year, I want you to just think about your life right now and ask yourself, are you living your life on purpose for a purpose? Where is your worth coming from? And is that worth in God? And then ask yourself, what do you want next year to look like? And is God at the center of all these vision board plans and party that you're going to have? Or is the vision board all you and none of God? And if God's not in there, I want you to scrap that vision. And I want you to go ahead and write the vision with God. You know, you want to write it and make it plain, but you want to make sure God is in there. He's in the center. 
And if you need more than one vision board, that's okay. And then I want you to really reflect and worship and just really dive into the presence of how God wants your next year to be, of where you want it to go, and of just asking God to show you the plans that he has for you and to reveal those things little by little and just put those on the vision board and to continue in that direction forward. And I would love for you all to share these vision. I love vision boards. Um, I love them because it reminds me of that scripture, Habakkuk. Um, I think it's Becca 2, 2 through 3. Um, write the vision and make it plain. And it's just like writing down your prayers and all of that. But it's like having it in a place where you'll remember what you prayed for in the next year. So as we're closing out season one of this podcast, we have less than 30 days left in this year 2022 and you know the new year doesn't have to start now like you know it doesn't have to you don't have to start now to being a better person to treating people better to knowing that your worth comes from God like every day with Christ is literally a fresh start it is a fresh time to know that he is literally our all he is the center of our life and he is the person who makes a way when there seems to be no way. Like, <clears throat> God gives us a fresh start every second of the day, of the year, of the month, of whatever. So if you're thinking, and you got on this podcast today, and you're thinking, man, I want Jesus in my life before this year ends, I encourage you to find a church home. I'm not a pastor, so... <laughs> Um, this is not a church home, but I encourage you to find a church home. I encourage you to, before the new year is here to start today, to start giving your life to the Lord and savior, because it does not get better than being wrapped in his presence and in his peace. And what he has for you is better than anything that you shall ever get in this life. And it's better than anything. And just don't let the season that you're in leave you discouraged. Don't end this year discouraged. If you feel discouraged, I want you to reach out to me on Instagram at allthingswow, um, allthings.wow. And if you, if you need prayer, reach out. But I just want you all to know that you are so loved and that you are so worthy because no one gives you your worth besides God. Thank you so much for tuning in. And all I pray today is that you simply keep the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at the heart, at the center of your heart, especially during his holiday season. Our friend Jaysha will joke with me and say that Jesus wasn't born in December, but you know, I celebrate Jesus' birthday in December because my birthday's in December. So me and him are the same month birthday twins. But I want you all to know that it's okay and it's okay if this year didn't end up the way you wanted it to be but it's okay to also hope again and to know that God is doing a new thing in you so as you're tuning out to this podcast thank you so much for tuning in to the first year the first season of the Esther 414 podcast I will see you all in the new year Take this time to spend it with your family, your loved ones, your friends, and just be in community because that's what it's all about. God doesn't call us to be alone. He calls us to be with one another. Find someone, get in a good church, 
and I'll see you all in the new year for more for some more content. Amen.